If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, another hour of the Jesse Kelly Show, reminding you, you can email during the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. You hear this Doris Goodwin woman on MSNBC? I thought after January 6th, when you saw McConnell speak, when you saw McCarthy speak, that that was going to be the beginning of the leadership turning against him. And then somehow, somehow, it's not happened. And we got to figure out when is that going to happen? When is it going to break? And maybe the more this thing becomes clear what was done, you've got to believe that rational thought will come back in the minds of some of these people. But if not, then it's going to take the overwhelming organization, just as you were talking about earlier, organizing the country at all the levels so that he cannot win that election. If the party will will not depart from him, then he has to be defeated and the depart. The party has to be defeated. That doesn't sound good, does it? Oh, let's do one more little update. Remember, there's still another indictment coming. This one's coming out of Georgia, Fulton County, Super Blue County in Georgia. In case you're wondering how, why he's going to be indicted there, well, this was the foreman in the grand jury. Well, I wanted to hear from the former president, but honestly, I kind of wanted to subpoena the former president because I got to swear everybody in. And so I thought it'd be really cool to get 60 seconds with President Trump of me looking at him and being like, do you solemnly swear? And me getting to swear him in, I just, I kind of just thought that would be an awesome moment. 
Yeah. Jesse, I saw Fox set up a Gavin slash DeSantis debate. I think they're just using Gavin for debates and speaking in general since Joey can't put a sentence together. And I don't think he gets to run in 24. So on and so forth. No, Gavin's prepping to run. That doesn't mean he's going to be allowed to run. Unless Joe Biden drops out, they're not going to allow Gavin Newsom to get in. They're not going to allow Gavin Newsom to challenge him. They want Gavin Newsom instead of Joe. I know that. Can they pull it off? I don't know. I've always assumed they're going to run Joe Biden out of the race. Hear this one? Wealthy foreigner gave Hunter Biden a sports car after having dinner with Joe. A businessman from Kazakhstan. The Bidens really have just run a criminal operation because of Joe Biden's power for the entirety of his political career. Remember, we had that text message from all of Hunter Biden's laptops. It doesn't get enough play where Hunter was texting. I forget who it was. I think it was a relative, but it might have been a friend. He was texting and he was complaining. Dad takes half of what I make. He was complaining, just lamenting the fact that, well, I mean, Joe Biden's the one with the power, so he makes me give give him half of everything. Oh, my gosh. All right. Oh, sage of sages. I'm sick and tired of hearing all the media pundits claiming it's not the rank and file of these filthy three-letter agencies that are corrupt. It's the unelected bureaucrats and senior officials that are to blame. I think that's a load. When they come for anyone, it's not the bureaucrats or senior officials, it's the rank and file that do the dirty work. In my view, that makes them complicit. Unless the rank and file revolt and refuse to carry out corrupt and unconstitutional acts, these agencies will forever be a threat to everyone. Yeah, his name is George. He said that just following orders excuse didn't work in Nuremberg and it won't work these days. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. And it's it's another way that the GOP, the, you know, I forget about the GOP, the right in general falls so short on this because it's not just that I hear this from GOP politicians. I hear it from radio people, TV people. I see people write it down. Well, the, the great men and women at the FBI. The, no, the great men and women at the FBI. No, it's just a, a couple guys at the top. And if we could just reform the FBI and just remove a, just a couple bad apples, guys. No. How many FBI agents took part in raiding the journalists' homes of Project Veritas because they allegedly had Joe Biden's daughter's diary, which Joe Biden didn't want read? If you're an FBI agent, it's not as if you're not read up on who the perpetrator is and what it's alleged that they did. The president of the United States of America sent the FBI after journalists because he didn't want his daughter's diary that accuses him of molesting her. He didn't want that to come out to the public. And the FBI agents, none of them said no. The FBI agents went to the homes of pro-lifers who sang worship songs and read Bible verses. Mark Houck, Mark Houck offered to turn himself in, and the FBI said no, and then sent 30 agents to his home who stuck guns in his faces. No, I don't want to ever hear about the great men and women on the ground. Are there great men and women, some of them in there? No question. They're in the belly of the beast, 
They give me great intel. They want to do something. Some of them are coming forward as whistleblowers. Many of them are getting out. Do the good ones exist? Absolutely. Is it the majority? Not a chance. It's a tiny minority. These three-letter agencies, and I use the FBI most because they're the most dangerous. They are a clear and present danger to the United States of America. They cannot be reformed. You're not just going to move a couple people around at the top. You fire every employee, empty out the building, demo the building on national television, and then build a monument to Karl Marx in its in its place because that's what these places have served. And then salt the ground around it so even grass can't grow. They cannot be reformed. When you have a federal law enforcement arm this large and powerful and now this openly hostile to at least half the country, it will end the United States of America. I am not being over the top. It will end the nation. A secret state police, especially in a country full of this many armed people, it will prompt a civil war. I have believed this for the longest time, and I continue to believe the FBI, if there is a civil war, and I pray to God there's never one, the FBI will be what causes it. They'll square off with the wrong rancher somewhere, or they'll try to go into the wrong county somewhere where there's actually a patriotic sheriff who will stand up. He'll start deputizing the people of the area, and soon everybody's going to have a gigantic beat measuring contest. The feds are going to come in. The, the citizens are going to step up, and you're going to have something serious. That's what's going to happen if these agencies are not ended. Ended. But again, that's peak conservatism. It's what conservatism has been my entire life. It's why I don't call myself a conservative. I'm an anti-communist. This is why. Because it's always been half measures. It's always been, I want to fight back, but not, whoa, 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 not too far. Hey, I don't want to, I don't want to take care of the problem. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't want to solve the problem. So it's not a problem anymore. I want to fight back as long as I can do so politely. And I want to make the problem. It's a huge problem. And I don't know. I don't want it to go away. I'm not one of these extremists. I just want to make it not quite so bad. That's nursery rhyme conservatism. That's what's been around my whole life. Oh, you're so right, Chris. That They all want to be one of the good guys. They all want to be one of the good guys. I had somebody email in. I can't find the email right now. But I had somebody email in. And one of the GOP congressmen was being interviewed on radio. And you know what he talked about? The Joe Biden impeachment stuff. You know what he told? You know what he told the radio host? I really want to do it the right way. I want to be the good guy. I want to be upstanding. I want you to win. Winning is what matters. Winning. You know who will decide what this culture looks like over the next hundred years? It's not going to be the good guy. It's not going to be the guy who did it the right way. It's going to be the guy who wins, who wins. I, uh, I have been nerding out, as you well know, on Assyria and the Assyrian society. And you know Babylon, right? Everyone knows Babylon. Babylon's so famous. You know, the Bible references Babylon several times, many different ways. But Babylon was this super powerful society on its own. And they kind of ruled this area called Babylonia. And then the Assyrians came along and they took over Babylon. So they were running things in Babylon. 
But Babylon was always a nightmare for the Assyrians, a nightmare for it. Why? Babylonians were very proud of Babylon. They were proud of being Babylonians. They were a proud people. They didn't see themselves as being inferior to the Assyrians. And they were always giving the Assyrians problems, constant problems, constantly rebelling, constantly pushing back. And Assyria would have to gather up the army and go down there and fight them and subjugate them again. And then they'd be gone for about 15 minutes. And here comes Babylon again. Step it up. Sorry, Assyria. We're done. We're Babylon. We're better than you. Eventually, Assyria got tired of that. I'll finish that story here in just a moment before I get to that. We have a low TGOP. That's why they talk about doing things the right way instead of winning. The whole GOP needs that male vitality stack from chalk. You need it. I need it. Whatever days are coming for us, we will need to be sharp, strong, and focused. You cannot do that without testosterone. Fellas, you realize you realize you need it for more than just other things. You need it for your mind. Your mind must have it. You are built to have it. If your levels are dropping, it's going to affect your very mind. Ladies, your hormones too. Male vitality stack, female vitality stack, natural herbal supplements. And I want to stress, for everything, we need to try natural first. These pharma companies, man, the more I find out, the more you find out, really, really ugly stuff goes on there. If we can fix it naturally, we need to. CHOQ.com, promo code JESSE. Chuck.com, promo code JESSE. That gets you 35% off subscriptions. Get a subscription so you don't pay full price. All right? We'll be back. Get the cure for rhinos. Weekdays with the Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I guess we're going to do a little history before I get back to the Ask Dr. Jesse questions because we're talking about we're talking about really the FBI and the three-letter agencies and the, the low TGOP and half measures. So, all right, so you have Assyria and you have Babylon. The Babylonians had their time. Then the Assyrians came rolling in and they were just more powerful militarily than everybody else. So they subjected, they subdued, they subdued Babylon, but Babylon was still Babylon. They were still Babylonian. They still had their religion. One of their main gods, and this is going to come into play, which is why I'm bringing this up, was Marduk. Marduk was the god's name. Now, Assyria, they were always having problems with Babylon. The Babylonians kept rebelling. They kept conspiring with their enemies, and they kept trying to deal with this in different ways. They would go down and they'd take the governor away. All right, no more. You don't get to be governor here. I'll put my son in. I'll put this guy in. They were constantly having to march on Babylon and fix the problem and march on Babylon and fix the problem and march on Babylon. And they simply wouldn't stay down. They wouldn't stay under. And so finally, this Assyrian king, Sennacherib, who'd already marched on Babylon several times, to have to replace this guy or fight that guy or fight this guy. Finally, in the year 689 BC, so this is long ago, you know, that's 700 years before Christ, long ago, 689 BC, Sennacherib had had enough. He had had enough of these Babylonians and he went marching and he decided he wasn't coming back because he was never going to have to come back. And I'm going to read this verbatim. Because thanks to the Assyrian record keeping, 
We have what Sennacherib himself wrote down. Would you like to hear what he wrote about what he did to the city of Babylon? Does this sound like a man who's finished with half measures? I swiftly marched to Babylon, which I was intent upon conquering. I blew like the onrush of a hurricane and enveloped the city like a fog. I completely surrounded it and captured it by breaching and scaling the walls. I did not spare his mighty warriors, young or old, but filled the city square with their corpses. I turned over to my men to keep the property of that city, silver, gold, gems, all the movable goods. My men took hold of the statues of the gods in the city and smashed them. They took possession of the property of the gods, the statues of Adad and Shala, gods of the city, Ekaladi and Marduk, whatever, king of the Babylonia, had taken to Babylon at the time of Tiglath Pilsner I, king of Assyria, I brought out of Babylon. He's talking about uh, their main gods. He grabbed the statues and took them. I brought out of Babylon after 418 years. I returned them to the city of Elkaladi. The city and houses I completely destroyed from foundations to roof and set fire to them. I tore down both inner and outer city walls, temples, temple towers made of brick and clay, as many as they were, and threw everything into the Aratu Canal. I dug a ditch inside the city and thereby leveled off the earth on its site with water. I destroyed even the outline of its foundations. I flattened it more than any flood could have done in order that the site of that city and its temples would never be remembered. I devastated it with water so that it may become a mere meadow. That's a man who had experienced in his life. That was later in his life. He was getting old then. That's a man who had experienced in his life the results of half measures, of trying to do things the right way. Even Assyrians who were brutal, every time they went down to to put Babylonia back in its place, they would let them keep the statues of their gods. No, 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 keep Marduk here. Hey, we don't want to be be too heavy-handed. We don't want to make you mad. Hey, we're, we're trying to do this the right way. We're trying to do this the right way. Nursery rhyme conservatism, not just elected officials, pundits, so many people, they believe that there's a right way to defeat communism. That we can defeat them and we can do it the right way. After all, I used to watch the Andy Griffith show, the good guy always wins if you just stay honest and do it the right way. That's ridiculous. And that has no bearing on the real world whatsoever. Do it the way that wins. That's the way that matters. And when you're dealing with three-letter agencies like the Federal Bureau of Investigation that has declared open war on half of the nation, no, we don't need to hear another word about all the great men and women who work there. We need to eliminate the agency completely. Their budget should be zero dollars and zero cents. The next FBI budget, it should include only the cost to demo the building. That should be the next FBI budget. And more realistically, these supposed red states who are going to protect their people, they need to start removing FBI FBI offices from within their states, and they need to start doing things similar to what Missouri's AG did and announce things like, hey, uh, ATF, don't 
don't come ask us for information. Don't ask us to work with you when you're trying to oppress our citizens. You're not doing that to the citizens of Missouri. That's what has to happen now. Half measures. Half measures are going to get us all the way defeated. That's a fact. Full measures. Full measures. Nothing more dangerous than a half-closed door. Either close it all the way or leave the stupid thing open. But stop trying to do it halfway. All right. Enough of that. That was heavy. It was a lot. A little history there. Now let's deal with grocery stores. Cuban coffee. Uh, football fans. College football fans. Should we be? Should we not be? Let's deal with some Ask Dr. Jesse questions next. Let's deal with a sale first, though. Everyone loves a sale. And I know you've nerded out at MyPillow.com before. Everyone has. When you find out they have like 200 products, over 200 products, you go and you browse. Oh, I didn't know they had that. Whoa, I didn't know they had that. Try their pajamas, by the way. I didn't know they had this. I didn't know they had that. Well, how about a huge sale? A 20th anniversary sale. That's what's happening right now at MyPillow.com. They're celebrating their 20th anniversary, and there's a gigantic blowout sale. The time to go gather that thing you've been wanting so badly at MyPillow is now. You have to go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener listener special square, and use the promo code JESSE. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE, or you can call them 800-845-0544. We'll be back. Get the cure for rhinos. Weekdays with the Jesse Kelly Show. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Don't forget they podcast the entire show. You can download it on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. iHeart Radio app is totally free. You remember that? You remember that Tennessee State Senator Justin Pearson? He was the one where someone dug up an old video of him in college speaking completely normally. And then, in order to become a politician, he tried to turn himself into Al Sharpton. We will not. We will not overcome. It was. It was. It was hilarious. His transition was absolutely hilarious. And, oh, you got it, Chris. Oh, play it. Play it. Believe I believe in a division. Yes. People been ostracized. Yes. Coming to the well. Yes. I see white folk and black folk. I see queer folk and straight folk. I see Chris folk. And- <laughs> Oh gosh! But he used to sound like a normal person. He had a, they had some video of him at college. He sounded like you or me. Just sounded like a normal. Oh, Chris has that play it. This is what he used to sound like. Justin J. Pearson, and I'm running for president of BSG. <laughs> there are a few reasons that we're running this campaign this year. One has to do with representation. Anyway. He just got elected again in Tennessee, and he went back to the news. Glad to be here. It's a Justin J. Pearson. Uh, it is a good testament to the power of democracy against the status quo of white supremacy, against the status quo of patriarchy can do. And so it's a good day. <laughs> what? The patriarchy? What? Anyway, Jesse, are you missing the Cuban coffee and empanadas you had when you visited Miami Beach? I was wondering, can you find Cuban coffee in Texas? Okay. One. Gosh, that Cuban coffee was so fantastic. And yes, the empanadas. I couldn't believe it. we stayed in this hotel. Uh, I'll, I'll explain in a second, Chris. I'll explain in a second. So we went down. The book tour finished in Miami. Uh, the wife and I did a couple nights in Miami. We had this big book party. And then we uh, we just did a couple nights down there. Just kind of chill at the end of it. Relax, have a couple days, see the beach, whatever. Uh, I go to the, because I've heard all about this Cuban coffee. And I'm to be honest, you know I have everyone has prejudices and you have groups of people you like and groups of people you don't really care for that much and like everyone has this. Everyone has this. I know these these days you're not allowed to say that, but everyone has something like that. 
I give Italians a lot of crap because honestly, I like Italians and I've always gotten along with them. It's a lot of fun. I get along with Mexicans, Japanese people, love Japanese people. Cubans have always been some of my favorite people. They're the most hardcore anti-communists they are. They, their music is so fun and awesome. Their food, no, it is, Chris. It, it, don't, don't, don't. Mexican music's better than Cuban, you say? That may be so. That may be, I wasn't, Chris, I wasn't doing a comparison of the people. Did I say Cuban music's way superior to Mexican music? Don't put words in my mouth. Anyway, I've always liked Cubans. So I enjoy Miami whenever I pop in there because Cuban people friggin' everywhere. But I'd never had Cuban coffee. I stopped by at the little uh, front desk in the hotel, and I'd tell them, hey, where can I get a cup of this Cuban coffee? Because I see the hotel has, I think it was a Starbucks or something. I'm thinking, okay, no, that's going to be a no. I'm in Miami. I want to experience Miami. And the guy looks around. You can tell he wasn't supposed to say anything because they got the coffee shop in the hotel. But he says, hey, there's a Valero gas station two blocks away. And I looked at him and I said, I'm sorry, what? He said, no, I know. There's a Valero gas station two blocks away. Go there. And I'm, th- I'm looking, it was, he was dead serious. I said, okay, okay. So I start walking, two blocks. And not only is it a Valero gas station, it's not exactly a nice one. It's not the cleanest, nicest thing you've ever seen, a little beat up, but it says right there, Cuban Cafe in it. And I knew I was money because I walked in and there were cops in line. Whenever you see cops eating someplace, cops know the best places to eat. They know all the hidden gems. If cops are eating there, you eat there. Trust me on that. Cops and real estate agents, they know all the places to eat. But I walked in, there's cops standing in line. So I go stand with the cops, and it's a long line. And, I, and nothing but these Cuban women, three old Cuban women, and they have this huge display of all these empanadas, various kinds, and good thing, I habla Mexican, because it wasn't, Chris, it was all like empanada de, to- de chorizo and empanada de queso. And th- what, Chris? And so I was oblong with them. But you got up there. You could not order in English. You had to order whatever Cuban coffee you wanted. And no, I didn't point, Chris. I oblong. I was, I was stuck around and helped other people who needed help oblong the way I was. Anyway, I got a couple empanadas de chorizo and one of the queso ones. And they had pollo, which that's Mexican for chicken. Anyway. And I got this little cup of Cuban coffee. It was the most mouth-watering stuff you've ever eaten in your life. I will say one thing I didn't quite realize. The Cuban coffee comes in a wee little cup, like a shot glass. It it basically looks like a little coffee version of a shot glass. And then they give you a bunch of little mini cups that are even smaller than that with it. Uh, Apparently, Cuban coffee is a bit stronger than normal coffee. And you're only supposed to have just a little bit. I didn't know that, so I just took all the mini cups and threw it in the garbage and drank the whole thing of Cuban coffee. And let me tell you, I was energized and ready to go, baby. I was ready to do my show, but yes, I do miss it. I'm sure there are places here in Houston. We don't have many Cubans here. we got a bunch of Mexicans. We don't have many Cubans here. You can eat the best Mexican food of your life. You're not going to – not that I've seen anyway. I don't think you're going to get much Cuban stuff here. Remember, it's not complicated when it comes to ethnic food. You need the people from that culture to make you that food. If you're a soul food fan, who isn't a soul food fan, you better have some black people, some southern black people there, or they can't make soul food, not the right way. You want good Mexican food? You need Mexicans. You want to go to a good hibachi hibachi grill? You're going to need some Japanese people. You want good bagels? You need Jews. 
For some reason, Houston doesn't have any. I don't know why you people won't come here in mass, Chris, but you can't get a good bagel around here. Chris makes his own. He's so frustrated with the bagel situation. Chris makes his own. It's the way it is. But Miami, oh my gosh, that was good. I don't know why I just talked about Cuban coffee and empanada for 10 minutes, but I enjoyed it. Jesse, you mentioned before you're a college football fan. How do you reconcile being a fan with a sport associated with the very institutions that promote communism? I struggle with this, especially because college football is the only real sport I watch nowadays. I try to convince myself that supporting it irks the liberal professors who see college resources going towards big money of sports instead of academics. Thoughts? Well, I'm glad you brought this up because this is actually something that I've been struggling with. Uh, one, let me clarify, I am not a big college for, uh, football fan anymore. I was most of my life a rabid Ohio State fan. You know, I was born in Ohio. When I was a small kid, when, when they lost to Michigan, and they lost to Michigan every year when I was a kid, I, I remember crying in my room. Like I was that kind of football fan, that kind of Ohio State fan. I could tell you about the recruiting classes coming in. I'm nothing like that anymore. I don't know anything about their recruiting classes. Uh, I don't watch 99% of their games. I have tried to pull away from it for the reason you just mentioned. Because I dropped all other sports the same time you did, really. Uh, basketball is gone. I used to love watching the NBA, NBA playoffs. I won't support that garbage in that garbage league anymore. NFL, that hurts the most because you know what an NFL fan I was. I won't watch NFL football anymore. Screw those ungrateful bunch of millionaire babies. I hate them. College football, the way I've excused it, and I don't think this is right. I am not saying I'm right. I, I'm saying I'm wrong. The way I've excused it has always been, oh, I gave up everything else. I can't watch one sport because I don't even really go to the movies much anymore because all the woke commie filth out there. I won't do it. But I, I don't think that's right either. And I'm not, I didn't say all that to lecture you about whatever you're doing. Maybe you've got your NFL jersey on now. Maybe you are. I'm not, I'm in no place to lecture anybody. That was just me having an honest moment with you. I'm no longer a super fan. I still will watch on occasion and I don't feel good about it. That's the honest truth. I'm getting more and more into UFC because their fighters are so pro-freedom Dana White, who runs UFC, so pro-freedom. I'm starting to get more into UFC. It's a little bit expensive because it's it's so much. What's that, Chris? Hockey. I love hockey players. I've always been friends with hockey players. And hockey live is incredible. Hockey live is incredible. On TV, it's not good. It's not good. So I'm kind of sport. I'm in a sports desert right now, if you will. All right. We have to talk about something really quickly when it comes to the Trump stuff and communists, and we'll get back to these Ask Dr. Jesse questions. But like we were talking about earlier, about the two things I want you to buy that I hope you never use. Like when you, when you buy Mantis X, please use it. When you buy a hero gun, please carry it on you. Please, or protect you. It'll save your life. When I tell you to buy food, I hope you never use it. Emergency food. And I feel the same way about Oxford Gold. But here's the thing about Oxford Gold. When I tell you to buy gold or silver and have it delivered to your home, I hope you never use it. But on a long enough timeline, it's a guarantee that you or someone in your lineage will. You may never need those gold or silver coins, 
Your kids might. Or their kids after them. Or their kids after them. You want to talk about buying value that lasts something incredible to hand down to your children? How about gold or silver coins? Call Oxford today. 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-GOLD. Buy something that lasts. Get the cure for rhinos. Weekdays with the Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Newsom silent after DeSantis accepts a debate challenge. Apparently Gavin Newsom didn't go out and say anything. I will say this. It's great for both of them. Remember, Heavy D, he needs to make more news. Now, it's hard to make news, and sometimes you have to do things that are kind of icky, and you don't know that well when you make news, but Heavy D needs to make news. This is one of those things that can help him make news, so it's a good thing to do, a very good thing. However, you better win. When you go out there and debate Gavin Newsom, you better win. And I don't mean win for you or win for me. Because Heavy D, and by the way, Heavy D is a good debater. He's a very good debater. It's not that I'm worried he's going to go up there and suck. He's very intelligent. What, Chris? Chris, why don't you grow up? I didn't say master debater. I said good debater. Anyway, I don't mean he has to come off good to you. You already hate Newsom. Everything Heavy D would say in that debate would sound good to you. How's he going to sound to other people? And Newsom's a slick customer, man. Slick customer. All right. Joanne Reed and Chris Hayes. Do you hear what they said about Trump's indictment? I think it's, it's, it's really late, and it isn't solemn for me. Hmm. This is finally the first time that I feel that Donald Trump is being treated like a normal American. I, I, not, I don't feel like admit ecstatic. It. I yeah. don't, but I do feel that, again, the, the water is wet, gravity exists, 2 plus 2 equals 4. We saw him commit the crime. Yes. This is a man who should have to face a jury with all the due process afforded. A trial by his peers, he should have to submit to the custody of the government he tried to overthrow. He should have to be humbled as a citizen before the law with all the constitutional protections that affords that he tried to deny to us, to everyone else. Like, this is the system working. The communist is only upset that it took so long. And remember, it's not just Trump. Trump's just the first. They will now do this. They will impeach and indict and arrest every GOP threat there ever is to the system from now on. They're laying out the plan forward. Our communists are not any different than the Bolsheviks were. They're not any different than Mao and his Red Guard were. Our communists look at the world the exact same way. They use different language. They've, uh, they've attacked different causes in order to appeal to America's malcontents. But our communists feel the exact same about their political opponents that Vladimir Lenin felt about his. Our communists are not different. All right? Dear, dear mean Jesse, I was pleasantly surprised and honored when I received my autographed copy of the Anti-Communist Manifesto. I was expecting just an ordinary Jesse signature, but when I saw that you signed my book with your undercover covert code three, I was shocked. I always thought your spy name would be cool, but I didn't expect a number. Well, why not? If England can have 007, why can't we have a three? My question is this. 
Did you only sign my book with your code name because we're best buds? Or did you sign everyone's copy with a three? I'll try not to be too hurt. My signature does not look like a three. Michael, Chris, what do you mean kind of? No, it doesn't. It doesn't look, it looks like a Jesse Kelly. It doesn't look like a three. You guys are stupid. Dr. J, if Trump isn't the Republican nominee, most of his supporters won't vote for anyone else. Therefore, the communists win again. That's a lie. Stop. Listen, emotions are powerful things, right? When you get in a fight with your wife or your husband, you will say things in the heat of the moment you don't necessarily agree. Now, Chris is laughing. How freshly married Chris is laughing. What a shock. Especially newlyweds, right? You just you emotions are a powerful thing. So I understand if you're the type of person who says stuff like that. You may honestly believe it. Jesse, if Trump's the nominee, I'm not voting. I hate Trump. Jesse, if Trump loses, I'm never voting. Only Trump, no one else. I'm not voting again. I know you may honestly believe that too. I know you say it. You may believe it. But you're still a liar. And remember, I can say that because I'm not emotional about this thing. I'm not in love. You're emotional right now. You're in love. Every election I've ever seen in the 42 years on this earth during the primary process, the supporters of one candidate or actually the supporters of every candidate will announce loudly and repeatedly over and over again that they will never vote for anyone else but their guy. And if you don't pick my guy, I quit and I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. They announce it every time. And not only that, I'm not talking down to you because I believe I've said the same thing before. I'm positive I have. I'm not voting for anyone if this guy doesn't win. I always voted. It was always a lie. In the end, even if uh, if you're a huge Trump fan and you hate DeSantis, and let's say DeSantis pulls off the comeback, comes back, beats Trump for the nomination, you will be mad, no question about it. You will be hurt. You'll be angry. This sucks. I don't like DeSantis. This is horrible. And then when election day comes around and it's Joe Biden versus Ron DeSantis, because you're a patriot, you will go down to the polls and you will vote for Ron DeSantis. It's because of that patriot thing. No matter what your emotions are right now, you can't overcome the fact you love your country. If you're a huge Trump fan and you say, I'm only voting for Trump and no one else, Understand this, your love of Trump came because your love of patriotism was there first. Your love of your country was there first. That doesn't go away if Trump loses in the primary. It will still be there. And vice versa for the DeSantis fans. I hate Trump. I'll only vote DeSantis. No one else ever. That's a lie. Stop. You're in love. Stop. If DeSantis loses to Trump, no matter how much you dislike Trump, then that election day comes. And it's Joe Biden versus Donald Trump or Newsom versus Trump. You will crawl across broken glass to go vote for Donald Trump. You will because you're a patriot. Stop listening to these people who lie to others and themselves. It's just a hostage taking tactic anyway. Most of the time, try to get you, try to force you to vote for their guy or else I'll just torpedo the general. That's such a friggin' lie. All right. We have a whole other hour. Somebody's mad he didn't get to go to Israel. We have a history question, all kinds of political stuff, but let's talk about $11 a month first. Not a lot of money, is it? That's what Tunnel to Towers asks for, 11 bucks a month. Now, what do they do with that, though? Why are you giving them 11 bucks a month? 
Because you sign up to give it automatically and then you never know it's gone. But are they wasting it? Is it all going to private jets and stuff? Here's what I want you to do tonight. I want you to go to the various charity rating sites. I don't want you to take my word for it. I want you to go look up those websites and I want you to look up the rating Tunnel to Towers gets. The reason they have those amazing ratings is because your $11 goes exactly where Tunnel to Towers tells you it's going to go. You're helping widows and orphans, gold star families, families of first responders. You're helping homeless veterans. You're helping catastrophically injured veterans have a better quality of life because they're building them smart homes, which allows these veterans a better life and their loved ones a better life. Go to T2T.org and give today. T2T.org. Two hours left. Hang on. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.